So I have solutions for both of you. Maybe a more I'm helpful a solution maker. for Cullen. I was gonna say <laughs> Cullen just like tie something to the end of one of them. Yeah. Like put a put a button <laughs> on one of them. Uh, Andy, my solution for you is: Have you called the super yet? No, I probably <laughs> should, but or like submit a maintenance request on the yeah. thing. But like. I can't, it's how, like, I, the guy's gonna come up to my room, and then I'm gonna be like, well, it's not doing it right now, but sometimes the light turns off, sure. and, like, then what is he gonna do? Like, I don't know. But, um, but yes. I've I, also yeah, had a is... problem where yeah. the remote to my television, which is old at this point, I got it, like, uh-huh. nearly a decade ago, it stopped working, so now I have to buy yeah. a universal remote or a new TV. <laughs> Oh yeah, you I got it, like, a, the battery uh, swapping the batteries. The, the battery swap does not work. I have to like mush the buttons, like massage them to get warm, and you then can't it'll start just, working like, a little bit. Find the same type of remote. I did that maybe once when I lost the remote. The I don't remote think that's going to be like that much more cost effective than a universal remote. I guess frankly. not. I guess not. <laughs> I have yeah. to go on eBay and like look, find out what model my TV is, get the right. old because it's an old TV. Yeah, yeah so I have a TV that was my grandparents' that is a fairly nice TV, but that remote is, like, crazy. It will, like, is very dependent on, like, what angle you use it from, and there will be, like, months at a time where it barely works, and then yeah. months my, after yeah. that where it'll be just fine. It's crazy. Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. <laughs> We could have kept going on this. We really hit gold with this cold open. Today. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't. Um, my name is Jesse Catherine Weber, uh, and I'm joined by Andy Gramuga, number one fans and lights and switches and batteries stand, Colin Ashley. Wow, so many. Yeah, uh, let us know if you want us to start putting out bonus episodes. I mean, well, about now we just wiring. know. Anytime we don't have a cold open, well, we'll certainly. just throw remote talk out there, mm-hmm. or just like any Even sort of house. house yeah, like, just, yeah. Yeah. how's everyone's how's everyone's <laughs> electricity situation? <laughs> don't get me started on the bath I took today. <laughs> um. Ugh. Uh, we should say Emilio Diaz will be joining us a little later. And I'll be right. here for this segment. Right. And Cullen will be moving. So he will not be joining us <laughs> mm-hmm. a little later. Uh, um, but yeah, we got a game coming up uh, mm-hmm. that will explain when we get to it. But for now, the Berlin Film Festival is in progress. The Berlin Ale, as they say, almost completed. Yeah. Uh,. So we're gonna talk when, about when you said when you said Berlin just now. I know what you were saying, but I heard it as B U R L I N apostrophe for some reason. Berlin, like the Berlin, like they're Berlin over there at the film uh-huh. festival, which I don't know what that means. But no, that's I don't what know I either. Is it like a verb form of Berl Ives to say that someone is behaving themselves in the way that Berl Ives did? <laughs> I can't believe I'm this not is the quite... fourth Berlin we've covered, and we're only just now getting to Berlin. 
Well, listen. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you, Sometimes you wait something to haul out the gold. Up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who knows what? I'm glad the romance still we'll bring alive. Up next year. <laughs> yeah. This combat podcast can run for decades. Andy, Andy, Andy. This podcast is run cut for that decades out. <laughs> if it were acquired by a wealthy donor. Um, right. Patron. Uh, but yeah, so we do have a little bit of, before we get into uh, Berlin, we've got a little bit of news about the upcoming Cannes Film Festival. That'll, of course, be in May. We talked about it a little last week, and I think... Yeah, Variety's I mean, getting in on the game, on the too early can predictions that, game. Yeah, I mean, it. we really <laughs> did, like, usually it's, it would. this would have been plenty early to get ahead of any prediction articles, and I guess even at that time there had been some, I think it's even referenced in Variety's report, some uh, reporting about Killers of the Flower Moon, but I think perhaps prompted by that, uh seemingly bullshit report variety seems to have dug in much deeper this is one of the most like clearly reported articles about uh something that might be playing at can that i've ever seen and that they're like very specific about like what the options are what would cause right. things to go in each direction but anyway the the upshot is it seems like it is you know why it's because it's because it, the, the news happened in la so it was the la desk is reporting it not the european desk <laughs> well <laughs> no uh, shame looking at bylines desk. it looks right. like it was co-reported by the la sure. desk and the european desk but anyway the upshot is it seems <laughs> likely that uh, as I've kind of been saying, there have been rumblings are Killers of the Flower Moon will be playing at Can. It sounds like it is still not set in stone, but that is kind of like the current plan. Uh, like they're like, we hear Martin Scorsese has already booked his room. Uh, but anyway, right. there. <laughs> There's a lot of which stuff. I wonder how often Martin Scorsese books a room for something that when was he last ends time, up not going to. When was the last time he was at Cannes, like not even in comp? I think they. I don't. I don't think some of the like docs recently. Wait, have recently, maybe I I, some of the docs had. They say the last time. Oh well, so that is true that the definitely he was in the can at 1998 because he was the jury president that year. Sure. And the la I do think that the last narrative movie, I, I don't know that he's had one out of competition. I think the last one that he showed there was After Hours. That's crazy. Which one? Huh? That one can, right? Didn't no, it, After Hours, no. he won director for uh, Taxi sure. Driver, won a poem. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff in this article i mean there's there's apple stuff they mentioned the showbiz 411 report about the time and they're like no that's not a thing it can be as long as he wants it to be uh they mentioned that the <laughs> you know i i don't know that this is necessarily them hearing anything new i think we talked about last year that they do have a new president and there is what variety describes and i would also describe as a slight chance that that might lead to some movement on the Netflix thing. Uh, a new president of the country, right, is what we're talking about? No, of the or, festival. Or no. 
the festival, like Carrie Frimo's okay. boss is a new person. Right. Uh, Iris sure, Knobloch. Okay. Right. Uh, but yeah, still some stuff about yeah how like the laws say everything yes. in competition. But you the said you did have a lot of opinions about the current French president of the country, right, Andy? Right. And you really well, wanted to dig into it. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's get into. Do <laughs> they have a new? What kind of fan does he use? Yeah. <laughs> no, I because I I it was a little while ago. I think, okay. I think Macron right. was reelected. I believe. Um, I think so. But, you know, I feel uh, like the I've other been thing hearing is about that... the. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No. I was going to move on. <laughs> Geopolitics. That is great. <laughs> the other thing is that uh, I think also part of that kind of showbiz 411 report that no one was taking seriously was that it did mention Oppenheimer being an option. And I was like, that would be weird. Nolan has not shown a movie or at least premiered a movie at a film festival since insomnia which was at tribeca yeah. and it's sure. not like universal is like we take Required all our by law. premieres to can uh but whether matthew this is, right whether this means anything or not uh matthew modine tweeted mouth. a uh, what he acknowledged was a fan designed character poster uh, of him and Oppenheimer with the hashtag can2023. So whether he knows anything... So he's either right or is trying to manifest something. Maybe, maybe. he's. I mean, listen, I bet Matthew Modine would love to spend a few he days really at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love but, a hashtag making news. Absolutely. Uh, sure. Especially a custom one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and there is there's sure. some some more stuff. It is about movies that have played in competition at Can uh, at Berlin, which we will be talking about. Uh, and so we can save those things until uh, it comes up. Uh, so we're gonna do what we did when we talked about Can at a similar point last year, which is take the screen daily grid. Uh, a grid that I think usually includes more people that we have heard of. Uh, there's not so, many people, period, on this grid. I well, no, say. I think eight, or no, there's seven, I guess, seven. on this one. I think eight is one of the which doesn't have a name, number. one well, of which doesn't have like a named critic. Yeah, well, screen is them, it's whoever their critic that reviewed sure. that movie is. Right. That's always the case. I believe eight is the sure. standard. Uh, maybe it's been ten? Uh, but anyway, uh, the people on this who I've heard of, it is only because they have been on other screen jury grids. Uh. Sure. But so, uh, yeah. We're gonna go through, and we're gonna go through bottom to top and discuss what has premiered, which is everything with the exception of, uh, five movies that we will talk about next week. Uh, so starting at the bottom, uh, we can yeah. both the bottom in terms of number, but also <sighs> the bottom of the list because it premiered most recently. Uh, also, mm -hmm. the one movie that I have seen, uh, I have I reviewed it for in review online, and that is either up now or will be up soon. Uh, but Bad Living, uh, Joao Canijo's film, or Canijo. I guess, uh, a Portuguese filmmaker, 
uh, who we mentioned has two movies at Berlin this year. The other one, of course, called Living Bad, uh, which I I chose to just review those as a single entity, uh, which was great uh, in terms of reading it five times to make sure that I had said the right name every time I referenced one of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you think I might have been wrong, let me know, and I think it can be edited. Uh, But anyway, these are set... (laughs) Politely, in a polite way. Yeah, let me know politely, and I'll pass it on to the powers that be. Uh, But anyway, so these are set in a hotel over the same... It's a few days, probably a weekend. Uh, The one that's in competition, Bad Living, is a single strand uh, following the family who owns the hotel... Uh, who it's the I guess the matriarch of the family owns the hotel and then her daughter is kind of the 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 closest thing there is to a protagonist though it's pretty ensemble uh and then the granddaughter has been estranged from her mother for uh, a while uh, and is coming back because her father just passed away uh, and she's like uh, a young adult uh and it is i think and and so then the other one is set over that same period of time but is three different stories about uh three couples uh who are staying in the hotel uh two of those couples uh also staying with their mothers uh and one of them has a mother interceding from afar and it is uh, I um, I, I think some people kind of uh, went in on the Hollywood Reporter review of these uh, or of Bad Living, the movie that was in competition, because they were just like, boy, uh, if the other movie wasn't in competition, that one must be really bad. And I am like, I'm glad that I got to review them as both, because I think either individually... I probably would have filed a, like, eh, it's fine. Because both of them, in different ways, are kind of just like, boy, mothers are kind of awful to their children quite frequently. Uh, But, I and, you know, I think both of them are uh, telling that story, and, like, I think all the performances are really strong. There are, like, recognizable Portuguese actors. Um... I know uh, Joao Canijo, I think, uh, was friends with both uh, Manuel de Oliveira and uh, Joao Cesar Monteiro, and they're actors from both of those directors' films. Uh, and, like, it is, it, they are both interesting to look at. Like, the, the competition one especially, it's, like, very long specific shots where you frequently cannot tell why it is framed the way it is for like several minutes which is like engaging to watch to me at least uh but it is more interesting to me is like oh why is this the way that they're being presented and I, the one that's in competition is the one that premiered first so the one that is about the family who owns the hotel And I'd imagine that that's the way that most people will see them, but I don't think there's any particular reason that they have to be seen that way. 
uh, I guess, you know, I don't know. Um, I guess I don't need to talk about the endings of either of them. Uh, it did, I, 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 I don't know, I've been, like, almost nervous to say this because it seems like a silly thing to say and didn't write it in the review, but it is kind of like, oh, this is just like if you put all of the scenes from a season of White Lotus and sorted them differently. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I like it fairly well. It, it was also an interesting experience just because I have not, you know, I, we've been doing this podcast for a long time, but I have not published that many, like, written reviews that are thought out because I don't tend to feel like doing that on Letterboxd. And so this was the first time doing that where I truly, like, filed it having absolutely no idea what anyone else thought of the movie. Yeah. And I think based on, like, some of the early things I was hearing, I was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna be the low person on this movie. Because I do think there are people who are really responding to the two of them. But as you can see by uh, where this is being presented in this episode, uh, you know, plenty of detractors, though also it has a 2.0. That being the lowest grade, I think, is somewhat unusual. And right. they do you have know, two like, stars as average on right. this grid. And like looking at, yeah, because it's out of four. And so, like, looking at it, it is just like one person apparently has not seen it yet. And then, like, out of the other six people, there are four two stars and then a three and a one. So it's less like, oh, people really don't like this, and more just like a lot of people being like, eh, yeah, sure, that's fine. Maybe uh, Joe Junko was right and movies are just bad now. <laughs> hey. Maybe. Um, but then, yeah, there is uh, one other movie, uh, also with the two, I think also a movie that uh, at least some of us will consider worth seeking out, which I would say about Bad Living. Like, it is kind of, I have found it more interesting to think about those two movies and them existing uh, than to actually watch them, but Again, like, people have responded to it more strongly than me. Uh, so I think they are worth seeking out, especially if you can see them at a festival. I think that is interesting. Or if they do get some kind of theatrical release, uh, I would just be interesting to see, like, how that is done. The one thing I would say is that I don't know that it was a great idea to put one of them in competition and one not, and that that does kind of imply some right. sort of hierarchy which i don't think not necessarily that it implies one is better but just like yeah i do know. wonder yeah if they made him choose or if they just chose yeah like, i don't know like I, you know i i think it would have been i i assume that they did it because they wanted to put one of them in competition but they're not going to give one slot or two slots to one director uh i would you know even if they were i feel like putting the other one out of competition would have made a little more sense just because that is a sort of more neutral place for something to be. It still kind of spotlights the one in competition more, but, like, Encounters has kind of been positioned as this, like, slightly more adventurous, less people are going to see it section, uh, which, I, you know, they, they are similar movies uh, in tone and form, I think, even though... I guess the one, like, big difference in watching them is that, like, 
the competition one feels pretty slow and the other one is inherently not that because it's happening three times so it just kind of has to happen faster i did the other interesting thing i did here uh is that they did make the juries for both of those competitions see both of them sure which is i i get you know again like i think they make much more sense as one project than apart but that is a strange thing to be like right. you have to see both of them right and what's, the, what's the point of keeping them, them in separate the right and keeping them in separate yeah. Yeah. yeah i think what will happen is that maybe one of them will win an acting award because the actors are all in all of them because but it is like very clear like these actors have a more prominent role in this one and these and the other so that sure. is kind of the easiest uh solution to that conundrum uh, but then the other movie that has a two, which, like, similarly is just, like, a bunch of twos and then a three and a one, uh, is the new Philippe Garel, which is another movie that, like, a bunch of, you know, that's, like, it's Philippe Garel. A bunch of people are gonna see that. I have heard plenty yeah. of people like this movie, you know, uh, we talked to Jordan Cronk about, uh, mm, Philippe Garel say. a couple of years ago. I know he really liked it. Yeah. Talked. Um, yeah, Andy in uh, hair quotes because he didn't say anything except that he hated Salt of Tears. <laughs> um, I, I mean, but I feel like spe- I mean, speaking of Salt of Tears, that was similarly like middle middlingly right. review- yeah. uh, reviewed and recepted at Berlin uh, in twenty twenty, and then I mean, I think that movie's very good. Yeah, uh, and then similar to um, uh, you know, it's not in competition, but uh, to Water. How it's just uh, in his first movie, uh-huh. it's Carell's first movie in color for a while. Uh, oh yeah, and it's it's interesting to see uh, an artist you know shift form in such a drastic way. Like yeah, uh, and, and it's just like that. That alone is enticing enough for me to like b- anyone doing that. Uh, let alone someone whose movies I love so much. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, I think not going to be entirely ignored. I guess going yeah. up, we then have a movie that is two, at a, a 2.1, uh, Margaret von Trotta's Ingeborg Bachmann Journey into the Desert. Uh, this is the Vicky Creeps movie, and I right. heard, it sounds like it is... Uh, <laughs> one thing that I heard people say is that it is both kind of similar to what some of Creeps has done recently... And to what a, uh, some of Vontrada has done recently, which is just like, oh, that's a kind of interesting story, uh, historical story, Ingeborg Bachmann uh, being a real person. Uh, but the movie's not actually that interesting. Not a very interesting approach. This is, you know, it's kind of one of the more, I think a lot, I think some of the reason that a lot of these are sort of compressed is that like, oh, there's a lot of different opinions on the movie even if that's not necessarily showing up in like a bunch of two-star ratings this is one where the feeling i have is more just like eh, people just are like it's fine um and then going up four stars someone gave it four stars. someone did love it that's right um yeah. not true of either the films below it that you know it made the difference uh, and then going up, there's a bunch of movies tied at 2.3. I uh, guess yeah. a bunch, 2.3 and 2.4. So at 2.3, uh, we've got 
two more German films. Uh, Emily Atef's Someday We'll Tell Each Other Everything uh, and Angela Shanalek's Music, which certainly of those two I have heard just like more about the Angela Shanalek movie, uh, which it sounds like yeah. is just kind of more of her doing the Angela Shanalek thing. Uh, no one can talk about it for more than two sentences without saying the word opaque. Uh, and she is someone who I have yet to feel like, oh, I get what she's doing. But, uh, you know, I... She, you know, enough people seem to feel strongly about her that certainly I will take a look at this one as well. Uh, it is also based on Oedipus very loosely, which is like, okay, that's enough of, like, I know what that point. is. That's a little yeah. tiny bit of an in. I guess there is Hamlet stuff in uh, her last movie, I Was at Home, but it is never really, it did not even occur to me to be like, oh, is there more to the Hamlet stuff than just people reading Hamlet? Uh, but uh, then the Emily Atef, it sounds like that one is more like, uh, controversial and like that is like it's a movie that has a couple of one star ratings and a four uh it sounds like it is an age gap movie so uh if that's something that you've got the appetite for more of <laughs> here's another one uh and then the other one at 2.3 is blackberry which i think is right? one that uh we're coming in interested about at least some of us, uh, 100%. and that is yeah that that's one that I'd like to see uh, the Matt Johnson movie that he is in as well as uh, Glenn Howerton, yep, Jerry Baruchel about uh, uh, you know apparently it's like um, sort of like Jobs uh, I've seen people <laughs> compare it to because it is like that's interesting uh, starting with Baruchel and Matt Johnson pitching BlackBerry to Glenn Howerton. Then it's 2003 when it's, like, the number one smartphone. Mm. And then it's 2007 when the iPhone comes out. Um, it's like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yes. Excuse me, not Jobs. Um, not <laughs> um, Jobs. Sorry, I, this is me having just watched your place or mine. I've got Kutch on the brain. Um, <laughs> Recommend? No, it sucks shit. Um, um, completely hollow movie. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, there was, I don't know if we talked about it really, other than just saying that, you know, it's a Matt Johnson movie and we like Nirvana the band that showed some of us and we were excited, but it like caused a stir on Twitter when this uh, promotional still of Glenn Howerton with like a bald head uh, sure. went sort of like viral and everyone's like, they made a freaking movie about Blackberry, can you <laughs> believe how out of ideas, like people who just don't know that it's a comedy <laughs> like sure written so yeah this is not a stir on film twitter this is yeah. just a stir on regular twitter okay well sure both it was a crossover for sure i was surprised okay. that people it was like when people fell for the damien chazelle me likey thing um <laughs> yeah but I mean, uh i've seen you know some people say that it's like the office and it's uh style um but i'm definitely sure. just like the the idea of this Canadian, uh, like, workplace comedy getting right. in competition yeah. at Berlin yes. is like, what happened here? We uh, I, There's something of interest, no doubt. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I feel like uh has been received well enough to not be like, that's such a weird thing they did. Like, people are not like, 
oh, this shouldn't be in competition. This is a stupid comedy. What are they doing? Uh, yeah. Like, I know, uh, there there have been, like, in the American press, certainly, like, some pretty positive reviews published. And it will be seen more widely relatively quickly. It will be at South by Southwest also. And then I think we already mentioned that uh, IFC <laughs> Films is putting it out. Uh, they do, they the have, uh, <laughs> they ha hmm? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, they do have a, uh, a June, sometime in June, release date on it, so... Yeah. Maybe you'll even hear about it from us, and... The, uh, the critics grid at South by Southwest, where it has all five out of fives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, going up, uh, I guess to the 2.4s, which I believe there are two of. Uh, I guess we can go next to another movie with uh, famous American actors in it. Uh, Manodrome, uh, the movie where Jesse Eisenberg plays a bodybuilder. <laughs> and it does. He got buff. The, yeah, yeah, the premise does just sound like the art of self defense, but with bodybuilding instead of uh, martial arts. It is like he joins a weird cult built around this masculine thing. Uh, the, uh, we talked about it, like, all the guys have, like, crazy names, uh, the character right. names, Adrian Brody and whatnot, um, there is Adrian also, Brody, uh, oh boy. there's also, uh, a German grid that I glanced at, um, that is less useful for this exercise, because they don't, uh, numerically aggregate anything, and so it is just, like, harder to look at and be like, what is the vibe on this movie? But one movie it was not hard to tell the vibe on was this movie, which the Germans seem to detest. Uh, they Their their rating system is uh, three pluses to three minuses, and it is only minuses on the Manodrome row uh, for wow. the Germans. Uh, but more in the middle I wonder, I wonder, for the screen grid. Lots of threes. Uh, though the screen critic themselves, uh, whoever wrote that review, uh, did not like it. Uh, and then the other uh, 2.4 is Disco Boy, uh, directed by Giacomo Abruzzesi, uh, which is the movie that Franz Rigowski is in. And the, you know... Uh, there are people on this grid who seem to have liked it, but the only thing I've heard about this movie is just uh, Franz Rieski's pretty good. And that it's uh, similar to Botrevai, superficially. Oh, sure, yes. That, like, yeah, like, even, like, the stills, like, kind of look a little Botrevai. Franz Rieski is a very specific-looking guy, like uh, Demi Lamont. Yeah, yeah sure. I guess so. Uh, also so, a yeah. dancer. Sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, going up, uh, we've got several 2.6s, uh, starting with the first movie that premiered, which was The Survival of Kindness, uh, an Australian film by Rolf Dahir. Uh, there's a couple Australian movies with the other not having premiered yet, and I... It does feel like this kind of got a little lost in the shuffle, uh, but I do feel like when it was the first movie, which they, maybe this doesn't mean much, but people were being like, oh yeah, this could like win a big award. 
uh, you know, now there had been 15 more movies, or not quite, who knows if that's still the case. Uh, also, The Shadowless Tower, that's one that I feel like I've heard, like, more people being really into, uh, directed by Zhang Lu, uh, who is a... I believe he's a uh, Chinese director, but of Korean heritage, and had made a number of movies in South Korea, and this one, and maybe the last one or two before it, uh, were him back in China. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, I he's someone who I had not really heard of before he popped in up in competition here, but uh, his movies do look interesting, I've been kind of meaning to check one of them out before maybe this one pops up somewhere. Uh, and then also at 2.6 is, uh, 20,000 species of bees, uh, Spanish film <laughs> bees. by, yep, bees, uh, by Estibaliz Uresola Sola Guren, uh, sorry for uh, rambling through that name, uh, which has definitely, I've heard people be like, oh, this is gonna win, uh, and also people being like, eh, this is kind of, I don't know, I, I also have heard people kind of countering the, oh, this is gonna win with, like, and we'll talk about this, uh, in the next segment because it is relevant, like, this does not necessarily seem like the jury that's gonna, like, uh, pick a more sort of issue-driven movie. Not that that is sort of the only thing people are picking up on in this movie. I've also heard people be like, eh, it seems silly to just say, like, oh, there's a queer jury president, uh, a queer movie's gonna win. I, you know, I, I have also heard that this movie... Uh, I heard from a couple of people that this movie falls into sort of similar patterns of other big festivaly queer movies that are liked by straight people and not really by queer people. Uh, not undantian, I believe, is a phrase I heard. So I am a little skeptical, uh, but I don't know. It's it sounds like it sounds like definitely like a movie that could have more of a life beyond this festival. Uh, what that looks like will be interesting to see, and I don't want to necessarily uh, judge that without having seen it. Uh, and then going up, and I feel like uh, by this point we are like getting into good scores. Um, you know, with four being a max, I think an average that is around three is very good. The highest it can last year, I believe, was Decision to Leave at 3.2. Uh, and the the Berlin grids are harder to find. I think they usually do them, but they're not as well archived on their website. I, we will get to something that I think is the highest grit, uh, score... I think also on a Berlin grid, but certainly higher than anything on a can grid since, uh, Burning. Uh, but these, I guess these are the top three that we're at now. So at a 2.9 is Totem, uh, directed by Lila Aviles. 
uh, who I, I think this is her first fiction feature, maybe, uh, had a movie at the cha called The Chambermaid that premiered at TIFF a number of years ago that I remember hearing was good. Uh, and I think it, it lines up with this being one of the higher movies that, like, this seems to be the movie that, like, one of the movies that more people are like, oh, that one's really good, uh, than a lot of these that are sort of, like, more in the middle with a few people being like, oh, I think this one's really interesting. Uh, so that, that is one, you know, of these three movies, the one where I know the least about the director and about the movie, but... Uh, maybe one of the ones that has been more pushed onto my radar than a lot of the other competition titles. Uh, and then the last two, uh, the only ones over three, are uh, 3.4 as uh, a Fire, the Christian Petzold movie, uh, which sounds like uh, it's another Christian Petzold movie. Uh, you know, I feel like often with, like, directors like this who, like, every one of their movies is sort of an event in the art film world. It's hard to tell right off a festival premiere, like, where it's sort of going to fit in their filmography. Uh, but certainly, if you like Christian Petzold, you're going to want to see this one. Um, and then the top movie, which I was a little surprised by, I think I said, uh, when it was at Sundance and then came to Berlin, like, I will be... You know, it's a movie I am excited for, but was curious to see how the sort of hype around it would translate to Berlin. Uh, yeah. And the answer based on this grid is very, very well. Uh, that being Past Lives by Celine Song, which is a 3.6. As I said, the, high, the last movie to get a score that high was Burning, which got a 3.8, which is like crazy. Uh, given that it's out of four and there's a number of people voting on it, it is, you know, that's like, it's higher than, I think, Parasite was like a 3.5. Drive My Car was maybe also a 3.5. So, like, those are the movies that get into that range. Uh, you know, I've heard people say, like, oh, this seems like a slightly more generous screen, Jerry. There would usually be movies that are below a two. But, like, still, very, very impressive uh, I remain quite excited for this movie. I think I have heard a little bit more skepticism than I did at Sundance, but, like, still, it's exciting. Uh, it does not yeah. have a release date as well as a trailer. Yeah, uh, it, it was very, it was interesting. The way that it happened was, uh, the trailer came out as we are recording yesterday, or maybe the day before, and there was no date was at all on the trailer, and then the film, I think the film stage tweeted the trailer, and then a couple, like, an hour later, were like, oh, A24 has told us that it will be coming out sometime this spring, and then today they were like, it's May 18th, also the film stage, so I am like, it makes me wonder if the film stage just bullied A24 into telling them when it's coming out, uh, oh, and that no. took two days. Uh, have either of you watched the trailer? I, I haven't, because I tend, you know, I might see it in a theater, but I tend to just, like, if I know I'm going to see a movie, just be like, that's come, especially if it uh, has premiered at festivals and I've heard a little about it, just be like, uh, I'll just see it when it comes out. I don't yeah. need any more. I'm doing the same, I think. I haven't watched it. I think uh -huh. I'm just not going to. Sure. 
it's i mean it feels like a very standard like a24 trailer to me it's like sure you know yeah uh, but you know i saw the trailer for that jesse eisenberg movie and i didn't think it looked good and then it ended up being pretty okay Right, I mean, I'm not like I don't think the movie will be bad or anything based on the trailer. It's just you know, it's just like, I well. say, you can't judge a movie by its trailer, Andy. Who is doing that? I'm, just I'm saying. not doing that. <laughs> I'm explicitly not doing that. <laughs> Why? What are you accusing me of? We can't end the episode like this. Well, luckily we've got a whole other half. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. There's a full hour left in that runtime. If you look up. Uh, I, I guess the last thing that I'll say in this segment is that I said that I would get to a couple other pieces of news as we hit the movies. I hit that last one, did not hit the other two, uh, which is that uh, both, uh, or I guess only one of them was going to get hit. Because the two movies that Cinema Guild acquired were uh, Music, the Sean Lake film, uh, who they had her last movie, uh, and then they also acquired The Hong, which is like, uh, they've had yeah. his last eight or whatever. Um, I do. They also they had the last Garel as well. Uh, so I wonder mm. if they will pick that one up too, or if uh, three Berlin movies are too many. I was. I will say with them, I was happy to see them finally acquire a Hong film from Berlin and then put it out within the calendar year. It seemed like they'd been really holding on to those, but finally uh, novelist film... They're worried they, they're uh... going to run out, and now they've got so <laughs> many, right? Well, I don't know if that's ever been a concern, but certainly not now. They've got... I think Walk Up is coming out uh, in March, so they won't have that one in the can anymore, but they've got this. They'll probably have another one by the end of the year. We'll see. Um, and yeah, they do like they I feel like they have an even more robust slate for this year already than usual. Like they put out geographies of solitude, which I heard was good uh, Canadian documentary in January. They've still got well, they now have two more Hongs. I know they have Trinke Laukin, which I am very excited for more people to see. Uh so they uh they gotta keep putting movies out there. Um right, they also have uh Human Flowers of Flesh, uh which I mean Cullen both like, I think. Uh that maybe yes. is earlier in the queue, just based on having premiered it with Arno. Uh but yeah, I think that's that's it on Berlin for now. Well, you know, we'll talk about some Berlin stuff in the next segment, but it on the movies that have premiered this year for now. Uh, I think next week uh, we'll come back, we'll have those last five movies we'll run through quick. We'll winners. talk about, yes, we'll have the winners from the competition, and then we'll also go into some more of the sidebars. Uh, you know, we just mentioned Hong, but... A uh, very rich uh, set of movies. Uh, I think we'll probably have a few more that uh, some of us have seen by then. Uh, so look forward to more Berlin next week. And we're back and we solicited more names what could that be for right. folks and we, we, we gotta say 
Andy, you asked for the name. That's you true. Sent that I sent out, out. I sent what, out a tweet what, what yesterday was, evening yeah. as we record. Uh, you know, we were we had it. We had this record date set, but we were a little unsure as what we were gonna do. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time to haul out. Uh, our listeners supplied a na- list of names, which we did like probably like eight or nine months ago. Uh, of course, for that we did it. We uh, put together fake juries. For the Cannes Film Festival that was occurring last year. Um, You know, thought we could do one better. Uh, And uh, this time, folks, you really delivered, I gotta say. We have, like, a lot of names, and I think it's gonna be a good time. We're doing it Mm -hmm. again, but with Berlin. And so we did uh, alter the prompt a little bit. Last time it was just any names that you wanted to send us. Uh, We, I guess we suggested that they have some tangible connection to the film world in some way shape or form yes which was like very yes this time we did not no. make that particular but we did add in the caveat of you think they seem smart i believe is the actual the official phrasing mm-hmm. um yes uh yes and then the other thing is that last time we did not specify this but we ended up eliminating anyone who was either deceased or fictional this time we still did not specify that uh but decided to leave those submissions we think we're gonna do those yeah have those in play this time around um and we do want to thank everyone who sent in a list of names it really does like it's very exciting when like people especially people who we don't like personally know super well send in list of names i think that's it really makes me feel good um Mm -hmm. so thank you and i think we're gonna have a good time and hopefully uh, you like these uh, uh, lists that we make. Um, we're going to draft nine jurors. Yeah. And I believe th- how we did it last time was we drafted the, our nine and then we named a president out of the nine at the end. Yes, at the uh, end. So that's probably what we'll do again mm-hmm. this time because it seemed to work fairly well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. I guess the other thing is we, we were talking about right before we started recording that there may be some people we should eliminate for other mm-hmm. reasons. Uh, one person who came up is Sydney Sweeney, who does have a film at the festival, Reality, uh, which has gotten good reviews and maybe talked about it a little bit already, uh, which is not in competition, but I think Andy made the great point that uh, where she invited, her publicist would say, right. come on, we... We, or the the publicist for the film would say we got we got other things right. to do. Spend you all your time watching competition. Have her busy movies. all festival. Yeah. Uh. So I I think that's fair to assume that that uh could not happen. Uh. The other one is that we have two people on this list who have previously been the president of the jury. I think that you know that. Certainly people can come back who have not been the president and be the president. It does also sometimes happen that uh, someone comes back just, again, not being the president. There is one person who uh, has been a president of a festival jury and then just been back uh, not as the president, who we might get to a little later. Uh but the two people who have been president uh, are M. Night Shyamalan, who was the president last year, and Meryl Streep, who was the president in 
2018, maybe 17, one of those years. And I did the the time the elapse of time was longer in the other case, so I think it is reasonable. And we have certainly plenty of other names. Those people are we can take those off the board without it really affecting things too badly. But thank you for those names, those who submitted it. Of course, we didn't specify, so you had no way of knowing that they would be ruled ineligible. Yeah, of course. And you know, and I I think both of those are like, oh, both of those were people who, when they did it, was like, oh, that's an interesting person to be the president of the jury. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, I'm gonna generate three random numbers to figure out who's gonna go first, unless someone has a preference for how this is done. I'm totally fine with you doing that, Jesse. Great. We're starting with Andy, and then me, and then Emilio. Yep. We did. I did just generate the numbers one, two, three, and then chose the top, second, and third person in the Zoom sure. boxes. I uh, that might be the order we did last time. It sounds very it could familiar. Be. Yeah, that seems familiar. And I do. Th- we might. Well, all right. Uh, and then yeah, again. Then we'll get. We'll do the yeah. snake again. Uh, so yeah. You want to just? So that means I get, get to go started, first, Andy. So I'm going to pick someone. Let's see. Who do I want to pick? So I want to pick someone who maybe is like a little bit in contention for some other folks to pick who I think would be interesting on a jury. You know what? I think the most interesting name that I've seen, you know, like I said, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, The one who I think like I have the most strong reaction of like, oh, boy, I think that person would be really fun to see on a jury. See how they interact with the other people. See what they would uh, go for uh, is uh, Gerard Carmichael, uh, who's listed. Um, he just uh, hosted the Golden Globes. He, uh, I think, did a very interesting job mm-hmm. hosting the Golden Globes. I was mostly pro what he was doing, even if it was like not necessarily what the people in the room wanted him to be doing. It's clear that he has like interesting taste and really does consider like art thoughtfully from the way that he talked. Like he introduced some of the nominees or and the or the presenters rather at at the Golden Globes. He like talked interestingly about like. Ana de Armas uh, in Blonde and uh, Jennifer Coolidge in, in The White Lotus and stuff. So I think he, it seems like he has he has interesting takes. I think he would uh, have an interesting, you know, flow in the ro- voice in the room with a bunch of other people who are sort of trying to determine this stuff. So I think I, I, I he's the first name I want on my list. He is certainly high on okay. the list, on like this list of people who would probably actually get asked to be on a jury mm-hmm. uh though that is maybe not where i'm going with this draft but i do think we'll see where we end <laughs> up we'll see where i end up i mean you know that was just like it, i saw the name and i was like that's yeah. a really good like just like solid like place to start i'm building the base we'll see how crazy i get yeah. from here like if you told me like this year the like uh next year's US dramatic competition jury member Gerard Carmichael, I would Certainly. be like, Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent that makes sense. If you told me it had happened yeah. already, I'd be like, Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> All right. Uh it would you know, I think yeah. In Europe would be a little more unexpected, but also certainly conceivable, and I agree, a solid pick. I was 
I got concerned that the same thing that had happened last right. time also would happen, pick? which is that Andy got the first pick and then took who my uh, number one pick was going to be. Uh, that did not, and even based on like what you were saying, I was like, yep, uh-huh. I think here it is. But no, I'm going to take what I feel like is a fairly obvious. I think Andy has even said that this person should be on uh, a yeah. film festival jury yeah. in the past on an episode, uh, and that is sure. Tracy yes. Letts, yeah, actor, playwright, certainly screenwriter. Yes. I think you know, yeah, uh, watcher of uh, that's true. We know he's a film lover. He, lo- he loves Academy the Academy Awards. screening room. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> selector of films in his household right. to watch. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I very in that, like, John C. Riley last time of just, like, I don't think he's going to be the president, but that's just, mm-hmm. like, a solid, like, if he showed up, I'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. a great call, uh, and could mm-hmm. happen. Which it sounds like is not what Amelia is going for, and maybe I'll yeah certainly from that yeah, a little yeah. bit. As uh, how, go, yeah, but... how other people's picks affect my picks going forward, I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now it is my turn. Yes, unless you have Tracy Letts uh-huh. to share. No, I mean he again seems about right. right. He watches a lot of movies. Yeah. Seems like he would be an interesting voice in discussion. Yeah. Like probably a good person to have in there. So I will probably also go with like a fairly. I have a lot of people who I would pick who I know neither of you would sure. pick so i will <laughs> save those picks for later mm-hmm. as for people who i think you you two could pick i will start with andre 3000 sure sure uh clearly a very interesting and thoughtful person yeah. a person who has a lot of like connections to the film industry in a lot, a lot of different ways from you know having his music and movies being on in a lot of movies mm-hmm and i think he's just like the sort of guy who is like has opinions but does seem fairly chill he he like clearly is okay being just like part of an ensemble so i think he would be yep. he would just be an interest a uh, person who has just like an interesting voice to throw out you know yeah. yep you know was in a film in competition in can last year uh, I'll say I probably would have been more likely to think of selecting him had the submission said Andre Benjamin. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. if the submission said Andre Benjamin, I would have looked at it three times before noticing that it was Andre three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, "Oh yeah, from High Life and uh, showing up." <laughs> I've been like, oh yeah, Andre three thousand from multiple of the greatest songs ever written. Uh, yeah. So is this make? I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I yeah. I think that's a great. He's clearly interested in like film art, art film, and like you know the, from the directors he works with and stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah. He yeah. definitely seems like he would fit right in on a on a on a in a yeah in a shuttle bus on his way to a screening with some other film folks. Yeah, and uh, do I get, do we get, like, uh, yeah, I go again. again, okay. So thinking of, like, the types of, like, I feel like there are, like, 
archetypes of people who get invited onto doing juries. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one of them, Mm -hmm. this may be more a Cannes thing than a Berlin thing, but I do feel like there is always a space for like a very famous, attractive actress Mm -hmm. who wants to be like, Mm -hmm. but I'm also very thoughtful and considerate about my craft and movies. Mm -hmm. So for that, mm-hmm. I will break the ice on on drafting the first fictional character in Breaking one of the drafts and draft and draft Mary Jane Watson, the famous Spider Man <laughs> character. She's an actress. She loves uh, she loves the art of acting. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, sure, you know she's in, in a relationship with a really photographer, know. so she certainly probably has you know film film knowledge from that. Mm. Uh, I think mm. that's a great pick consistently underestimated you know however i guess i suppose this does really increase the chance that your jury is attacked by the green goblin by having her on your jury hey don't spoil Mm. future picks (laughs) oh my (laughs) (laughs) you know all right that brings it no go ahead uh back to Oh, yeah, that brings it back to me, I guess. And so I guess now the thought is, like, who might Andy take? Um, I guess I'll just lock in another solid sure. pick. Uh, and in fact, also someone who I uh, obliquely referenced uh, a few minutes ago, which is Jane Campion, the only person who I am aware of who has been the president of a jury at a film festival and then been on the jury not as president uh later which is uh jane campion at venice uh who i clearly based on that just uh loves being on juries i know she was uh the president at Cannes in 2014 Mm -hmm. as well the winter sleep year uh so yeah i mean you know not often that you get someone who has been the president of a film festival jury in one of these drafts obviously especially you know we usually eliminate people who have done it previously at that festival uh and someone who i think has uh made interesting picks when she has done that which is not to say that she will be the president of my jury but we will see yeah sure yeah um so i think where i'm drawn now is i want like i think jared carmichael he seems very easygoing he seems like really like go along to get along kind of guy in general i think he's you know he's a little laid back at least um I want someone with a little bit of a contrasting energy. I want someone a little more prickly, I think, on my jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, of mm-hmm. course, then going to continue the uh, fictional character beat and choose Miranda Priestly, wow. uh, who is, of course, um, wow. Meryl Streep's sure. character from The Devil Wears mm-hmm. Prada. She uh, ha- certainly uh-huh. has strong uh, taste and opinions on, on things, I think. I think she would like really like the clout of being a jury member. She, she certainly seems to like really certainly yes, she would, she would love be it. very into it that the just the status symbol of it all i think would be huge for her yeah and i think you know she's revealed to certainly like have a lot going on throughout that movie uh you know she um 
feels very deeply about about uh, art and taste and color and all sorts of things. And so I, I think she would be uh, an interesting presence in the room, certainly. So I wanted to grab her. Sure. I'm not sure if I've ever said on this podcast that I stopped watching that movie because I found that character to be too unpleasant to tolerate. She's certainly not pleasant. I was... Yeah, I was. It's just right. not in I mean, like yeah. a, just in like a. I'm too stressed sure. out by watching Anne Hathaway. Right. Interact I think with it, this I character. think she would be on her best behavior certainly in in a jury circumstance where it is like sure the power balance. Yeah, is which like, is why know. I was like I can yeah I was like I can see why she makes se- even like looking I was like I can see why she makes sense as one of the fictional yeah. characters I'm and, not going to be the one Yeah to I say. do wonder for Berlin cuz it's like obviously she is a very lightly fictionalized version of Anna Wintour sure. and I can't imagine Wintour flying out for anything but can but maybe she would for Maybe yeah that's that's that is a good point yeah she might yeah she'd be like the golden pair what the fuck is that like I think definitely Venice right. yes just cuz like people like going to Venice I think Berlin is a. Yeah. I think she probably. I think it's a tougher sell, but I think Andy's right that just like getting that prestige of like, ooh, I'm respected in an art world would be enough. Um. All right, and then so the next name I think. uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for our first uh, uh, deceased jury member i believe unless mm. i mean you know, mary jane watson i guess has been deceased a couple times in the comics probably but they don't stick right sure um I'm... um yeah but we can't yeah, get it we, we certainly cannot get don't into want to get into this. <laughs> more, uh, right now um uh um but uh so i am gonna go with um uh fred rogers mr rogers himself um uh-huh. i think Mm-hmm. You know, I'm adding Miranda Priestly on. I think especially with Fred Rogers around, she would be on her best behavior. Uh, he certainly would, you know, sure. be able to to help manage if there was conflict in the room, right? If there is, like, a lot of, like, uncertainty mm-hmm. or, like, people are, like, really, like, split between stuff, you know. We've had a few testy jury deliberations of our own. And I do imagine that if, sure, if we had we a have. Fred Rogers-like presence in any of them, I think some of them might have gone a little bit differently and might not have had so many uh, uh, blow-ups and hurt feelings. So uh, I think he would be mm-hmm. a strong presence mm-hmm. in this mix of personalities yeah. that I'm putting together. Certainly no one would be like, I'm going to be obnoxious now if Fred Rogers yeah. were around. Uh, uh. Not an active decision. Somewhere. I will say as far as that sort of like, jury chemistry uh, something that i uh had seen that i i hope that the whole thing maybe was recorded but that i saw a little clip of and have heard a little bit more about is that there was there's always like the press uh conferences with the jury at like the beginnings and then the ends of these festivals but there was more of a like a panel discussion that i don't know if it was all of them but i it does appear that uh uh, Kristen Stewart and Radu Jude have been having fun bantering. Uh, it, uh, the the clip I saw was it, it was unclear what the question was, but it must have just been something about like the composition of the jury. And uh, Kristen Stewart's like, "Oh yeah, I can imagine that. Like, if instead of the, the the composition of the jury might have been different if instead of me, the president was this motherfucker." And she points at Radu Jude, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm." 
thrilled to be here because even the worst case scenario is that Kristen Stewart's awful and then I can say to all my friends, I met Kristen Stewart. She's such a fucking bitch. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> which we, so it seems like they've developed a nice rapport uh they you know also just like listening to the uh stuff in the press yeah. conference they seem to all have thoughtful opinions about how to award these movies so seems like they did it, it does seem like they did a very good job this mm-hmm. year at berlin we have lot to live up to sure. with these lists i guess i'll say this is what i'll say about fred rogers is that i do think he would be great for chemistry i cannot imagine the man sing- uh, like a single opinion on any film from fred rogers <laughs> certainly <laughs> right i mean i but i do think you know we've talked about like when we had alex ross perry on who's been on these juries that like it's not an irrelevant thing like what is the actual significance of awarding this movie in the world, like to this director and to the profile right. of the film? And I think he is—he would be good think at he, thinking yeah, about that, that right. in a I'm way sure, that right. is useful. I know, right? He's famously like had a lot of strong thoughts about other children's entertainment and all that sort of stuff. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, the the taste factor is certainly a big question there for sure. Yeah. Jesse, I believe it is now back to you. Yeah. I am I can't remember if I like noticed this, but it is like a weird thing of like <laughs> going back and forth of like, okay, who's someone that Andy might take, who's someone that Amelia yeah. might take, who's someone that Andy So I will I'll just go with maybe I'm less picking the person that Emilio is most likely to take and more picking the person that Andy is the least likely to take. Uh, and I will go ahead and take uh, director, writer, and actor Jonah Hill. Another classic. Uh, yeah, that could happen. Of course, uh, directed, you know, has been in many movies, uh, a swath of movies. I'm trying to think if he's been in a movie that premiered at Berlin. I at Berlin? Don't worry he might get he won't get far on foot. Might have done the like premiere at Sundance and then also play Berlin thing. Did Beach that, Bum do that, Berlin? You know. Beach Bum premiered at South by, I think. Mm. I I feel like people were because it had that March release date already, people were like, oh maybe that'll be at Berlin and then they just did the South by thing. So there are, there's things where it could have happened, but I don't know that it has, uh, of course, recently made his returns to both writing and directing in separate movies with, uh, Stutz and You People. So he's having a big year, got more stuff coming up. Maybe an opportunity, you know, maybe the, uh, equivalent of the, uh, Kristen Stewart starting to work on the Sontag movie could be Jonah Hill starting to work on the Jerry Garcia movie. Anything to, uh, get a little bit in that engine. We can't get into this right now, uh, but in trying to look at a, a Jonah Hill movie that might have premiered in Berlin... Something needs to be done legally about the Wikipedia re- redesign. It is just... It's really rough. So <laughs> yeah. bad. It is just like a, why would, There's as a society, so would we allow yeah. this? 
I mean, that is true. I will also say that the other place that you could have gone is IMDb, which I feel like their redesign would be worse for that specific goal, and that it has gotten harder to see all of the movies that a person has been in. Uh, but yeah. Lots of websites doing bad redesigns. Was Hail Caesar it? Really? Yeah, that's what I was looking that up. That came out in February. I, that must have been. It feels like... Maybe no, not. He did a lot of Sundance movies. Just a... Yeah. Just a lot of them. I don't think... You can make a pick and I'll I'll look into this a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, so now it is my turn to pick two people back to back. I think I am sort of at this point going to abandon... Worrying at all about what mm-hmm. you do? Yeah, I'm certainly pick, way past care. that. Yeah, I think there's plenty of names. Yeah, here we're all going to be pretty happy with that. <laughs> I feel like anybody who's sure. listened to me pick on these know that I'm a fan of like an interdisciplinary pick. I like a person who's maybe not like mm-hmm. has opinions on art, but isn't necessarily related to movies. Mm-hmm. So my next pick is going to be Hidetaka Miyazaki, who I do not believe either of you are familiar with, but he he nope. is the director, create like studio, one of the studio heads of uh, From Software, making him the one of the creative brains behind the Dark Souls franchise and Sekiro sure. and uh, Bloodborne, and he just seems like he's an interesting guy, full of a lot of like interesting takes on art and like world design and world creation and i think getting his brain to look at movies i think would be interesting i don't know what he would do with like very realistic movies because i it's not the scope of any of his games that i've seen but uh i think it would be interesting to get him in there And, like, thinking about, like, this year's Berlin, there is, like, a variety of, like, it's not all European social realism in there. There's, uh, there's some stuff. Yep. I do, I have an update, I do also have an update on, uh, Hail Caesar, which is, is that it did not premiere in Berlin, it premiered in Los Angeles, and then... I believe, came out in the United States, but then also, like, a week later played at Berlin as the international sure. premiere, I guess. Hey, the good connection is that. I doubt Jonah went mm-hmm. out for the international premiere. <laughs> no, He's probably not. That movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not very much. And now, for another pick... Here's where I'm having a tougher time just finding like who would third of the way through. Yeah, who who would be like a good combination with this? So I'm going to pick I'm gonna say MB he ESPN MBA writer Zach Lowe is going to be my fourth pick. <laughs> he uh Mm-hmm. Ex Grantland contributor, prominent Grantland contributor, mm-hmm. so he has le- at least been around people whose opinions on movies mm-hmm. I really trust and respect. I do believe he wrote a very good article breaking down the real life basketball implications of Uncut Gems and Hustle. I think. Wow. So he, you know, he's he he certainly knows about movies, and I think he. He's like on a lot of like ESPN, like daytime, like sports shows. So he certainly 
known to be up for and willing to debate heartily sure so i think that is an important quality to have in a jury member somebody willing to have be around Mm -hmm. and have spirited discussion without that breaking Mm -hmm. them yeah so i think zach lowe is a good pick i do have one more update on uh hill caesar this time on the red carpet which is that it was the opening film and so jonah didn't show up but they did get uh brolin uh both george and amal alden ehrenreich tilda swinton and shannon tatum as well as jury president meryl streep wow and we answered the meryl streep question too of as far as what year it was it was the year of hill season yeah yeah 2016 before i thought uh lars eidinger also wow. on the jury that year and on that red carpet jesse your pick Yes, that turns it to me. Um, I, I for now, am going to keep going. Maybe I'll get weird at some point, but at the moment, I'm just going to keep going with the, uh, this person would just be a great pick. I do feel like I maybe have a little more of a compulsion than either of you to be like, okay, but there should be plenty of directors in this jury, even if we're being silly. Uh, and so I, from that perspective, will select uh, Greta Gerwig. Wow! Uh, yeah, who uh, I think has very interesting opinions on film, even if her directorial career has not been quite as successful, in my mind, as that might imply. Uh, and, you know, also a great person to have around. Sure. She seems uh, like a laugh, you know. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we're building up, you know, I've, I guess also already has the connection with Tracy Letts. Right. I think we're building up just a great room of Well, people. yeah, I guess, right, yeah. Will they get down to business, though, or will they just be having too much of a good time with each other? Ooh, I mean, substitute teacher coming in. <laughs> Listen, there's gonna. I, I'm thinking of those poor Berlin staffers who are like, guys, we really need you to pick a jury prize winner. We need you to focus in on this. The award ceremonies in 45 minutes. Um, Andy? it's me. Uh, Andy. yes, I. Uh. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Troll Alvin McCraney, who's been on the board this whole time. And I'm like, why didn't I pick this already? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he uh, wrote Moonlight. He wrote uh, High Flying Bird. He's a acclaimed playwright. Uh, he, you know, checks mm-hmm. a lot of my personal interest boxes. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, he, he would, uh, you know, I, th- I think I get the impression that he's extremely thoughtful. Uh, he's, um, he, uh, what was that TV show he made that everyone said was good that I never watched? I don't remember. Um, but he, yeah, he's. If you don't yeah, know, I know, right? Um, but yeah, he seems like a really interesting artist. He's he um, or he is a really interesting artist, and he seems like he. I think he would have. Uh, he, I know he's like worked at mm-hmm. uh, Yale School of Drama and stuff for a while, so he, he has probably a lot of experience with a lot of different creatives in a room. I think playwrights are good for that because they all have to end up sure. as academics. Uh, teaching playwriting so they are good at managing sort of creative Mm -hmm. conversations like that 
Um, so yeah, unless they are also yeah. an actor. Andy, do you did you mean David makes man on the Oprah Winfrey That's Network? That's exactly what I meant. Thank you, uh, Emilio. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be great. I think it's on HBO Max, or maybe they pulled it. I don't know. Um, uh, you can never yes. say what's on HBO Max. All right, and then uh, anything else before I move on to my second pick? On that, no, no. I, I mean, so. I think that yeah, makes a lot yeah, of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight's good. High Flying Bird is sure. good. Um, yeah. Next up, I'm gonna you know, Jesse said we have to have directors. I do agree that we should have at least one director. Uh, and of course, the director I'm going to pick is none other than uh, Sammy Fableman, um, who uh, <laughs> has a, has a promising <laughs> career ahead of him. He's, he made a really cool war film that we've seen uh, some pictures of where he, uh, you know, he's poking holes in the film and being really innovative with that sort of stuff. Uh, he seems like a, he works well with actors. You know, he's really can get into the uh, and he's also willing to embrace the mystery. Mm-hmm. He's like not always so sure of like where art comes from. And I think that's a really valuable perspective to have in a jury member. So, yeah. And I think also for someone who is that young has kind of had the experience of meeting some of his filmmaking Absolutely. idols. And so, he wouldn't when, flinch. you know, he's kind of had the experience of being sure. a little uncomfortable right. in that room. So maybe would be a little more comfortable yeah. this time. So great pick by me, Sammy Fableman. Uh-huh. Well, I am going to not necessarily finish on directors, but just because I do, I feel like I need to have one more, and I do still feel like there's one person who stands a little bit ahead of the pack, at least in terms of who I would be interested in. Uh, So I'll just go ahead so that I can stop thinking about that for a little bit and take uh, Steven Soderbergh, who I'm not aware of ever having done one of these That's series. I mean, he's someone He has to have who, been on a Sundance jury. I feel like point, he... Right? Like... Certainly Sundance. When I said one of these, I yeah. meant Cannes, Berlin, and Venice. Um, but, you know, like, he won the Palme d'Or. He, I, I feel like if he, you know, he could be announced as the president right. at one of these festivals and you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, he also... Uh, keeps very careful track of his media oh, consumption, so God. we know what he watches, but also the we media would diary. get the, what is he making time for? Right. How many episodes of Below Deck is he watching titles. in between screenings? <laughs> My God. It does seem Steven Soderbergh was on the 2003 Cannes jury under President Fre- okay. French director Patrice Chereau. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so I feel I feel good about the like this makes sense yeah. core. We'll see. I keep saying that I'm ready to get weird. I might not quite be, but we'll see. Okay. Uh Emilio. So I do think at this point they do need a couple of movie e people. <laughs> and whose name on this list screams out movies more, especially since he was in the news recently? than Ben Mankiewicz. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He TCM, stalwart. Yeah. Mank. Mank the third, yes. right? He's the third? I believe mm-hmm. he is Mank the third. I do believe, like, my my jury so far is full of, all, of not that many, like, film-y people. So, like, having a person who is 
who can be more of a guide to the other jury Mm -hmm. members into like Mm -hmm. a discussion of film i think it's probably necessary and interesting yeah i bet he has Uh, the context of like past berlin winners and stuff probably that you need yeah you know obviously possibly good friends with warren Beatty and (laughs) and uh, no i was gonna say and dick trey hasey yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know very famous figure i still gotta watch that you know new dick crazy special i haven't seen it yet i don't think i could get through it but it does seem something that you would be allergic to specifically (laughs) that is is very true And for my second pick, hmm, who do I want to go with? Who's, who I think would be interesting here? I do feel like I just need a, like, a normal pick here, so then I can just go crazy with the last couple of picks. Mm-hmm. You know what? Another person who is on this list, who we talked about a lot, and I think is like very knowledgeable in film, but also I feel like would be good for like normal people who aren't that into film to talk to and about i'm gonna say james gray Hmm. yeah who uh he was on the isabel huper can jury i know in 2009 and they reportedly did right. not get along <laughs> that was i feel like one of the more contentious uh of jerry's <laughs> based on rumors I feel like my team has good vibes so far, though. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like that could be on Hooper. Yeah. You know, she was the president. She, uh, it was her job to set the tone. Listen, we all love Isabel Hooper, and her bad, bad vibes potential is a part of why you, you love Isabel Hooper. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. What I, I don't think I would want to see a movie with Isabel Hooper in my proximity. I certainly would not want to watch a movie and then have to turn at the end and be like, so what did you think, <laughs> the Isabella Pair? Because <laughs> I feel like the only two things, it, w- it would just be like a- either a shrug or not or nothing positive. Right. Yeah. So. So, back to Jesse. All right. I think what I'm going to do here is I feel like I said last time that, um, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta have someone who's, like, really famous. Like, really, really famous. And so, you know, last time I picked someone who was, you know, in the movie industry, but that's not what they were primarily known for. And I'm gonna do something similar. I'm gonna pick someone who has Mm -hmm. acted, uh, was the star of a film... Uh, is now deceased, uh, but is more well-known for breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball, and that is Jackie <laughs> Robinson, that like, yeah. uh, who, of course, who, of course, played Jackie Robinson in the Jackie Robinson yeah. story, uh, alongside Ruby D as Have you ever seen Robinson. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, long enough ago that I was like, this sure. is old. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> they, they made movies back then? What's going on? <laughs> That's yeah. Um, it, I believe it's in black and white, even though it's from like I mean, 1950. Sure. Well, he's like, know, like early enough that he could still, you know, he, I, 
he had maybe like just retired right. at that point. I was gonna point, say, how much older is so he? Than it's he like is the playing, last point. Like... It, right. It's like the last point at which like he could have done a Jackie Robinson biopic, um, where he's you know playing himself uh, when he started playing baseball. Uh, but yeah, I think you know. Maybe Phil's also kind of fills that Fred Rogers role of just, like, someone who's aware of what's going on in the world, aware of, like, what these sorts of things do for people, what it is like mm-hmm. to be thrust into the spotlight uh, in such a way. Uh, and, yeah, obviously bringing both a lot of uh, star power and prestige to the jury. Great. Um, my next pick. Let's see. I think I will go for another uh, deceased jury member. Um, uh, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with uh, Jacqueline Onassis. Jackie O. Um, mm, I almost picked Jackie O first. Yeah. But I saw him. <laughs> she, you know, so... She seemed like a real, like, patron of the arts. Like, the, the Kennedy administration famously, like, the Kennedy Center named mm-hmm. after John Kennedy. Like, they of were course. very into having, mm-hmm. like, evenings at the White House with musicians and artists and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. The famous Camelot of it all. Um, the great story about, uh, um, uh, my, about, um... Uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Who's afraid of Virginia where, Woolf? Uh, Mike Nichols used her uh, to get like she, he, uh, John F. Kennedy had recently passed away. He had her come to a viewing of the film where like the Catholic League or whatever was was uh, viewing it to rate it. Had her sit right behind them, and then as soon as the lights came up, she said that was just <laughs> lovely. Jack would have loved it, and then they had no problems <laughs> with the Catholic <laughs> with the Catholic like <laughs> censorship board or whatever. <laughs> Um, so, so clearly she is willing to, uh, mm-hmm. be on the artist's side in, in a situation, uh, like that. She was, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, sure. I'm still slowly ma- making my way through the Mike Nichols biography. She was like a friend to him through in her whole life. It seems the later part of her life. Um, yeah, I think she would be, I, it, I would be interested, like, obviously she has to be very diplomatic as like those, you know, the, the former wife of a of a of a world leader or whatever i i do wonder what it would be like behind closed doors where she like just gets to like let her opinion run wild um uh mm, yeah what happens when it's open season on uh jackie onassis talking about right. anime what is she gonna think i you know i just you know i think she is too too interesting a presence to pass up to have on my jury um sure and then Let's see. What do I? This is. I'm. It's getting tough now. I'm. You know. I'm. It's an obvious pick for me. I'm just gonna get Mark Rylance in there. I gotta. He's one of my guys. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, he. Uh. I'm. He. He's probably been on a jury or two before, right? Haven't we talked about? I feel like we've talked about this. Um. Uh. You know. He. He has a lot of experience. Like he ran the Globe, so he certainly has a lot of experience. Like. Again, managing and working with other artists and things like that. Um, he he seems to not help be too precious about film. Like he's like 
he's he is a, like a, my first love is the theater guy um mm-hmm. uh, and like he'll he'll take film acting gigs but mostly to fund like so he can do a lot of stage acting um so yeah i think you know he's it's just too obvious a pick for 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 me to not make it uh i couldn't resist mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think i i kind of was like i mean that's a pretty good that that's good i in another world i might have thought about taking him but why why yeah. take that from andy uh, I'll go with, I think, someone who's in the same category for me, uh, and I think there might have to be some um, uh, concessions made as far as uh, the press conferences and the red carpet appearances, uh, but I think this is someone who, uh, as far as I know, has not, you know... It's possible that this could have happened and we wouldn't have known, but as far as I know, has not uh, participated in the film world, I guess beyond uh, a couple of voice roles as himself, uh, but who certainly writes about uh, movies in his fiction in a way that makes me think that he's, you know, at least somewhat adventurous in how he thinks about them. Uh you know, no, I'm reading one of his books right now, and he does the uh, movie year every time he mentions a movie. Uh, and that is uh, Thomas Pynchon, who I think is just the the possibility of getting Thomas Pynchon to do this, which, you know, I don't know if it could happen in real life, but if we can bring people back from the dead, we can uh, sneak Thomas Pynchon in through the back. Yeah, he could just sit in there. Nobody would know what he looks like. Exactly. Wear a paper bag on his head. I feel like that's attracting more attention than it is. I guess that would, yeah. That would, yeah. But Just put a wig on him or something. Yeah. Yeah, he'd probably be good. He certainly seems like a movie guy. Uh, Yeah. I imagine had to had to do something with the rights of inherent vice so he is at least somewhat aware he reportedly visited the set and then there's some like maybe he is like in the background of a shot somewhere yeah so it's like he has some awareness of what modern movies are and stuff Yeah, yeah certainly yeah someone just uh tweeted a very funny um a uh, passage from Bleeding Edge that's a long description of a Scooby-Doo episode set in Columbia just to get the punchline of I would have gotten away with it, with it if it weren't for you Medellin kids. Sure. That seems like a Thomas Benson joke. Sir. Another, yeah. Another, like, great to have this guy in the room. Yeah. So, is it my turn yep. now? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like my my jury is, like, almost too good vibes right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, do, I, I, I think I need somebody obstinate. So, I'm going to pick maybe one of the least empathetic and obstinate characters in the history of fiction yeah. and pick Gato from... Wait, is this the person I'm thinking of? Wait, 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 wait. Hold, please. 
not the person I was thinking no, of no, no, when no, you no. said obstinate No, 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 no. You character. know what? I, 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 this is a different Gato. I know who this Gato is, but he is different. <laughs> I, I was confusing him with another person. Great. Uh, sorry, right. I'm going to instead shift my pick to good, who is going to be my other pick, which is I feel like they, you know, you always want to have like a like thought leader in there somebody who's like some into like philosophy or like stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i'm going Mm -hmm. to pick a different fictional character who is uh you know a person into communication and bringing a lot of different worlds and people together in conversation Mm -hmm. which i think would be useful for a jury who is dr louise bank who is amy adams character from Mm -hmm. arrival oh sure Uh huh Boy, well, yeah, I guess at what point in her journey is it also? Like, has she, yeah, I mean, it does not it matter, really, but like, you know, she has, she has a lot that she goes through in the course of arrival. Um, right, but it, it all sure. happens at the same time. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that would, she would just save on time. She'd be able to watch all the movies simultaneously. Well, no, she still has to walk into each room and watch the movie. <laughs> She would just know what the movies are before she watches them. Some, you know, it's all happening. That's right. You know, the beginning is the end. I mean, she would walk down. She would sit down in the room and say, I mean, I already know what we're giving the golden bear to. But she would appreciate that even if she already knows what we're giving. The the journey is is very important. Great pick. Uh, And then. Yeah. My next pick is that I feel like I feel like I'm in my smart era and I've had n- no smart picks. I feel like I need to pick a small a smart person. You know what? Yeah. We're going with Voltaire. <laughs> Voltaire that is a smart pick, man. That's you know don't get much smarter than Voltaire. <laughs> you know, a person who was known to be very critical of his peers at the time, other thinkers, so he, you know, he has a like a smart critical sense. He would be willing to get in there and criticize other people's point of view, make them think again about what they're thinking. <laughs> Amelia's you know. hand gestures during this explanation are really beautiful. He's really getting into it. <laughs> I just think he would have a lot of interesting things to say about the state of the modern world and the way that the art that is being shown at Berlin this year is a re- reflection of it or is not a reflection yeah. of it. You know, and you need a shit stir in a, in a group, and I feel like he would be a very effective Absolutely. one. Mm-hmm. Jesse, your penultimate pick. I, yeah, I know. I only have two left. I mean, I feel like the vibe I'm going for that I've kind of hit on here is uh, dream blunt rotation. And I think, I think we could maybe, I guess there, there are people who have, acted but there's no one who is like only an actor which you would see you know many people who have acted uh but no one who that is their only thing which you would normally see and so i feel like there's plenty of options uh even with some people in that category having been picked uh i feel like the person who kind of fits in the best 
uh, at this point is uh, Amanda. I was really, Sabry, I was eyeing that. Who's also in the, yeah. Yeah, I think she's uh, another, I mean, also another, like, could mm-hmm. totally happen. Um, you, you could tell me it had happened and yeah. I'd believe you, even though I probably, probably would have had to have been recent enough that I'd remember, but who knows? Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, and is also in that category of like, I'm not certain that she's been in a movie at Berlin, but very right. possible. I know first reformed was it. I Venice. feel like, yeah. A lot uh, in the yeah. last year we've been like, oh, wait, Amanda Seyfried seems like she has like interesting taste in, in like projects and things like, like there's been with the, like the way that she yeah. talks about the dropout and, I mean, and she... stuff, like people really respond to and like, you know, she did mank all that sort of yeah. stuff. Like I do think, yeah, we're. Yeah. And I guess I, I also did just list her as someone who is only an actor, but she did of course. Uh, not show up to the Golden Globes because she was she working was deep on in the process of musical. developing a new musical. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's a great pick. Thank you. All right, my final two picks. Here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. First off, someone in the film industry, but who also has a lot of stuff outside the film industry and has an interesting uh, point of view. I am, of course, uh, talking about Kingo, the Eternal, uh, played by Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, he, uh, he works extensively in the Bollywood film industry for generations. And uh, he's a conscientious objector, which I think is really interesting and a really interesting perspective to have on a film festival jury. So I think he is going to make a great addition to my group. And then uh, for my final pick, unless anyone has any thoughts, I'm sure no one does. Um, uh, I haven't no. seen the film. But first, I, for, I have, for, but I also don't have any First thoughts. time hearing of what Kingo's deal is. <laughs> <laughs> he's an interesting fella I, you gotta give it up um I mean, <laughs> all right. I mean I'll concede there is an interesting thing that he is not only an actor but he has been an actor since the inception right. of yeah. a film industry right. that's an interesting and in, and, yeah in the Bollywood industry which is you know not I feel like we don't get that perspective a lot on European festivals, in the European festivals necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I I think I am so tempted to pick this, and I think I just have to. I'm going to take Fletch for my final juror. Um, mm-hmm. I think sure. him and Miranda Priestly on the same jury is like a real potent combination. I think they would really Yeah, we got a yeah, couple of journalists. Yeah, right. He's you know, he's got he's got an interesting background journalist. He hates phonies. Um he uh That's was I was just thinking of picking much earlier. That was my concern is I feel right. like Fletch hating phonies and European <laughs> film festival aren't necessarily. Right. The I best think he would right. he would probably not have a great time. But I think he would do it. I think I could get him to do it. And I think that he would certainly provide like a much needed counterpoint to some of the other higher status uh, people I have on my jury. 
Um, so I think as a need, as a needed counterbalance, I'm I'm sticking with Fletch. Okay. Well, I kind of have with this last pick. There's there's real. I've been kind of scrolling up and down to make sure I'm yeah. not missing anyone. But there's two kind of names left that are like names that immediately popped out at me. Uh. As like, uh, ooh, I would like to have this, uh, I, I would like to have, uh, someone with this name on the jury. Um, and so I, I'll just say, the one who I'm not gonna take, because I, I did the thing of, oh, I like it when you get, uh, a journalist in last time, but, uh, uh, Andy's done it twice now, so, uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum's <laughs> gonna be on the cutting room Sorry. floor. Uh, and instead, the final member of this jury uh, is going to be Bugs wow. Bunny. Uh, another kind of has oh. been in this industry for a long time. Uh, longer than anyone should be in a film industry. Uh, but, you know, I feel like kind of feels that, like, we got to get someone in here who's going to kind of uh, stir some shit, but not in a way that'll be too unpleasant, at least hopefully considering, I, I feel like, you know, there's certainly many people who Bugs Bunny doesn't get along with, but I feel like the rest of the jury is all people who he could get along with. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel good about Bugs Bunny in sure. this last he's a, he's another Fletch-like figure where I would be concerned about right. his commitment to the prices. <laughs> To the right. process, I mean, sure. How much of a stinker? But is I also, be? I feel like these people are like sure, but these people are strong enough where like if he tries to die on a hill, they'll just be like, "No, I'm sorry, chill the fuck out, Bugs Bunny." Great, great stuff. Great. All right, with the last pick in the draft, Emilio. It's a lot of pressure. The last pick. It in sure. The draft. I mean, yeah. We. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot not of great picked. I think people, we will probably shout out uh, some... Or, you know, as we just got to, maybe yeah. even not people uh, who haven't... We'll probably shout taken. out some names after this, just as we did... I am years. in between yeah. two people who I really... Two actors who I really want to pick. Yeah. One more concept... One more because I would find them conceptually funny, and the other because I would find... They're, I guess they're both in concept funny, but right. one is more for who they are, and the other one is more for just the idea of this person being on a jury, and I'm sort of stuck between which of the two I'm going to pick. And I think I'm going to go with the idea. And that it's like one of my favorite things about European film festivals is that I think they sometimes just pick an actor who you're like, I guess they're big in that country <laughs> because... But, like, here in America, <laughs> people would be like, sure. Yeah. And so that, and because of that, I'm going to pick Michael Chiklis as my final. <laughs> <laughs> they love the Chin Story Fantastic Fours over there. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like the idea of just, like, a classy European, right. just, like, festival jury. And you'll look at it, and it's like. Michael Chiklis? Right. And, like, oh, the, and they're just like, they love it. It's like, <laughs> Terry Fermo loves The right. Shield. The Shield, right. the shield is the number one like, <laughs> show in in Berlin. And we just don't know that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no Ordinary Family mm -hmm. is like a 10-hour movie in, <laughs> in France. <laughs> 
And so I think he would just All be right. funny to have in there. Just Michael Checklist. I feel like he would be a normal guy with normal opinions on movies. I have no idea what he thinks right. about art. Yeah. But uh, I assume it would be normal. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Which is a valley what? So now we... The other, the other yeah. actor I wanted to pick, since we're going to go into, I guess, uh, you know... Uh, honorable mentions sure. now with i wanted to pick gina rodriguez sure a, a person known mm-hmm. for talking and just like posting <laughs> so, even when she maybe shouldn't be so i feel like she some research on state of state of international sure film. we might we might yeah <laughs> yeah or we might also this might be one of the leakier jury deliberations if she had been on yeah you always want All a person right. in there who uh, you would be who might just tweet out when it just shade towards the other people <laughs> while the, <laughs> it's yeah. happening. Uh, you know. All right, I I can go yeah. with I I've got some uh, extra picks uh to discuss. Um, I can let's see. I mean, uh, as far as some like normal, I think like. John Sales would have been great. Johnny Knoxville is someone who, like, you can almost see doing it. You know, he uh, was in uh, Mainstream, which, of course, premiered at Venice. Uh, Jack Black I almost took, and then I was like, I don't think I can have Jack Black and Jonah Hill. Um, But I feel like he's someone who, like, has dipped a toe into that world, who... I like to see him dip it a little further. Uh, Ashley Connor, the cinematographer, if I was going to go for a, a tech person again, that's certainly who it would have been. Um, as far as someone who uh, is uh, not, not at all uh, involved in the film industry and couldn't have been, but is known for having been a patron of the arts, I think Abraham Lincoln was very yeah. tempting. Uh, I did, I did in the process, I was like, I, I feel like if I were going to pick Abraham Lincoln, I would want to have something to say about him and art. And so I did look up what he thought of, uh, is there any indication of what he thought of the play that he was seeing when he was killed? And the answer is that there is, and it's that he had already seen it, did not like it, and only went to oh humor Mary Todd. that's awful! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he it, the the thing from the biography that I read was that it was like he was in a really good mood, and so he was like, "All right, I don't like it, but I'll go if you want me to." That's crazy. We'll, I think there either had been she had either held a reception beforehand <laughs> right. or was going to afterwards. So I did not, you know, I feel like I've you know read some like stuff around right. that i know the play was like a, not right that the play was like a very story. broad comedy like about like it was like a sitcom setup of like, right. it's like our american cousin or whatever and it's like this guy's really loud and yeah, obnoxious because what he's what i like that sort of yeah uh-huh setup. um yeah john wilkes booth waited for the biggest laugh line to to pull the trigger um um, mm-hmm. I would like before mm-hmm. Andy says some yeah. of his. I would like to clarify my Gato conf- confusion from earlier. I I I think I saw Gato and thought that this was Gendo, as in Gendo Ikari from uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, who was a 
very complicated figure in that show, I will say, for, to not spoil Neon Genesis Evangelion to those people, but certainly known for being uh, very cold. And But this Gato, I believe, it is, it is the lead booker for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So who, a person who I'm also <laughs> familiar with, but it's not who I had intended Great. to pick. Though if I knew I had known that, I maybe would have considered picking them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a few. Like I, I probably should have picked Melanie Linsky in hindsight. I think she would be really interesting on a jury, and she like loves. I know she like loves like criticism and and, and mm-hmm. sort of the the what what art means mm-hmm. in the world. Sure. So I think yeah. that would be a valuable. I will say we did we got a submission that included a very wide swath of people from the film. Don't look up, and we did each. By the end, choose one of those people. You know, um, <laughs> who did I? Michael Chiklis, Amelia, Amelia. Michael Chiklis, Michael Chiklis is in Don't Look Up. Yes, uh, sure. <laughs> so congratulations, the bit worked. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. If I knew that, I would not have picked Michael Chiklis. <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought about Dr. Anthony Fauci, but I was worried about making him travel uh, at his advanced age uh, mm. and then, like, pay attention to, mm-hmm. you know, 25 movies or whatever it is. Um, uh, Haley Steinfeld, I think, would have been an interesting presence on a jury for sure. Um, you know, sure. there are a, a lot of good names. Um, yeah, I considered picking Anne Hathaway, wife of Shakespeare, sure. multiple times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Al, 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 I considered picking Anne Hathaway, yeah. actor, multiple Alakazam, times. Alakazam, the Pokemon, I considered picking, but then after, like, mm-hmm. my first four picks, I was like, this is a very gamery, like, sure, online right. list. I need to sort of... I'm also, honestly, would <laughs> useless in discussions. <laughs> he, he's psychic. He, he knows what everybody's thinking. How yeah. can you be more useful than he that? He can't express himself. Yeah. People would get it. <laughs> He, could, he would say he would I send mean, them like yeah, mind we, signals. We, like whenever somebody's yeah, saying something yeah, that exactly. he doesn't he like, he would like, give him a headache. Yeah. Um, yeah. We of course had someone su- su- uh, submit everyone from the Big Bang Theory except for Penny, uh, and uh, of that crew, I sure. guess I would probably go with Howard Wolowitz if I was to pick one. But I don't think I was very close to doing mm-hmm. that. Um, sure. I could. I think I briefly considered Will we in Big Bang Theory character just because that would have been funny to yeah. say. I don't think he would have. Actually, sure. I considered picking uh-huh. both Finding Forrester characters that ended up with neither. Z-Way was a person Z-way I Z-Way I thought considered. about, yeah, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, will Ferrell is someone who, like, is maybe even more in the mold of, like, I would like him to be placed in this uh, sort of frame such that he would maybe uh, have the opportunity to think more about what it would be like to be in such a frame in the future. If I had picked... As far as, like, what I wasn't able to do when I was going through, there was a point at which I was like, I gotta have someone whose first language is not English, and I was just like, I don't think that this is... The, you know, there there were some very good options, but there's no one who, like excited sure. me uh if i had picked a slightly um, more normal jury i feel like tina weymouth would have been like a fun like wild card thrown in there I feel sure like, she's like yeah seems like a person who could show hey otani yeah. 
just a very famous yeah, person. I certainly thought about him. Yeah, I I tried to be like because he said anything about film and didn't really find anything. Um, Q tip. Oh, I think he's an interesting yeah. guy. Nicholas Copernicus, I thought would have been funny. <laughs> sure, that would have been if there had been someone who was like one of those old timey people who spoke German. Then I might have been more like, okay, there's usually someone who's German on the jury. Like if someone had thrown Wittgenstein in there, I would have. I been do think more very tempted. seriously about Simon Rich um, as a name. Uh, sure, you know, a lot of good people. Um, thank you. I, we, I, we probably should have yeah. set this up top. The whole, we'll have the whole pool posted for you to like peruse, like who our options were. Uh, it's, it'll be in yeah, the show notes of this of episode course. and also we'll, we'll tweet it out. I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. although we never tweeted out our awards. Never mind. Um, we got to pick uh, jury presidents. <laughs> oh yeah. We do have to do that. Um, I feel like Campion maybe is the most obvious sure. person for me, but also, as I said, like, it's clear that she is happy to not do it, so I may be more interested in just throwing that to yeah. Soderbergh, because this is the kind of thing that he could have done mm-hmm. at some point, but hasn't um, yet. Get that swag. Amelia, you want to go? Do you know? I think it's fun when the jury president has a strong personality, so I'm going to go with Voltaire. Sure. Um, yeah I think he also certainly has the prestige for that position and I am thinking who do I want to give like ultimate like decision making power to of this group and it's got to be Fred Rogers Uh, Mm -hmm. he's the one who's going to be most able to 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 navigate that without um, with everyone's feelings intact I certainly think Andy's is like the testiest of of any of And I was gonna say, Andy's there is like a weird cohesion <laughs> to Andy's, but not necessarily in Do I have uh, the most like fictional and dead uh, out of all of I, us? Maybe. I feel like Kingo Fletch really threw it. Uh, just like it, it, was, it was like a real swerve. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I probably so do we do we want to real quick read down uh, just what they are so everyone sure. has it all together? Uh, my my jury uh, with President Fred Rogers consists of uh, Gerard Carmichael, Miranda Priestley, Terrell Alvin McCraney, Sammy Fableman, Jackie Kennedy, Mark Rylance, Kingo, and Fletch. All right, and then. Uh... Uh, I'll have President Steven Soderbergh joined by Tracy Letts, Jane Campion, Jonah Hill, Greta Gerwig, Jackie Robinson, Thomas Pynchon, Amanda Seyfried, and Bugs Bunny. And I'll have Jury President Voltaire with Andre 3000, Mary Jane Watson, <laughs> Hidetaka Miyazaki, Zach Lowe, Ben Mankiewicz, James Gray, Dr. Louise Banks, and Michael Chiklis. <laughs> <laughs> folks and i last All time right. we, we do we put out a poll for like who did the best job or whatever we'll do that again yeah, yeah. we'll do yeah um, we'll do that again fun mm-hmm. time thank you again for everyone who submitted names we'll do we're probably going to do it again yeah soonish I would, we'll probably do it around cam time um with yeah a new twist uh yeah, but yeah. I think smart so. names is a good prompt yeah we we had a 
I think so. Oh, I, that was the other thing I was going to say, was the person on this list who I think is the least smart is uh, Bert Wonderstone. Sure. I did think about that as like, a, well, he's in show business. Like, <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I saw that movie. The incredible Bert yeah. Wonderstone. I'm going to say Ask Jeeves is the dumbest person on this list. Wow. <laughs> I'm in for Jeeves. I feel like at this point, he, there's a lot more information that he doesn't have than he does have, sure. you know? Yeah. So, mm. I mean, yeah, these days, yeah. You can't go. Jeeves is nowhere to be found. Um, all right. Special presentations? Yep. I can go first and then I don't really have anything. So I'll just say that I am in the process uh, apropos of one of my jurors of reading uh, Vineland, uh, which I, I haven't read a pension in a while, uh, and I think it is really tremendous. Right. Maybe more when I finish. Uh, I read a book called I'm a Fan by Sheena Patel. This book came out last year. It's sort of a novel, but it's one of those novels that it's just like, it's mostly just one person's perspective, like lightly fictionalized sure. perspective as they speak on stuff on, around their lives. And I thought it was good. It's like a sort of thing where it has a lot of like short chapters and funny chapter titles in a way that it's almost like reading like a tweet thread mm. in, in, in a way where it's like, I could only read like, 15 pages of it at a time because at some point you're like okay i get it i i sort of understand the perspective and then i would come back to it later but every time i would sat down to read it i enjoyed it and i thought it was like pretty intelligently and funnily written and uh i would recommend it's like a short book it's like 200 pages came out last year um i am going to uh recommend so uh i long time ago uh, after a trip to new york i recommended you know i think i my my special presentation was like walking home after seeing a great musical or whatever in new york city um the musical i saw on that trip that uh that experience that inspired that that recommendation finally has a cast album that's been released it's called kimberly akimbo uh it's a david Lindsay abair play which has been adapted by him and janine tesori um who janine sorry one of you know ma probably my absolute favorite composer working today um it's the story of um a, a teenage girl who has a um, a condition where that causes her to age rapidly. So she appears to be like in her seventies at sixteen, um, and she's in high school and she's dealing with that. She has a really messed up family, um, uh, uh, and it's so it sort of falls for that. It's set in New Jersey. It's set in the nineties. It has like a lot of fun uh, stuff related to that. But I really do recommend this album really, really strongly. I think it's really solid, both in its, like, very fun, funny numbers. Like, there's a big, like, strutty number called Better about, like, how to make your life better by, like, cheating people and, and stealing stuff. Uh, there's, a, there's a really funny number called How to Wash a Check. Uh, that I really strongly recommend about uh, committing check fraud. Um, and then there's also some really touching stuff too. Um, uh, you know, there's uh, an anagram song that's like a really sweet representation of, of like young teenage love. Uh, there's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just really, really good, great stuff. The final number, Great Adventure is like a real charmer. 
Um, and I'd actually specifically recommend it. I'm not being snarky at all for folks who, um, uh, like M night Shyamalan's old a lot. I think there's like interesting, like shared thematic territory there as far as like aging and stuff like that. And so I do, I do think like if, if that's something that interests you, I think this, this, this material explores some of that stuff in a very interesting way as well. Obviously less of a horror bent to it. But um, but yeah, that's 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 a thought that I had uh, while I was considering this material this week, and I've been listening to the album mm-hmm. over and over, and I think it's really tremendous. So check it out, Kimberly Akimbo, available wherever you find music. All right, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can do so at Can I Kick It. If you want to follow us on Letterbox or Instagram, you can do it at C I K I Pod. If you'd like to donate any money to us, you can do so at Coffee.com/slash Can I K O dash F I dot com slash C-A-N-N-E-S-I If you have any questions or comments you'd like to email us in, you can do that at canikickitpod at gmail.com And if you want to follow any of us on Twitter Andy is at Andy T. Germ I'm at Cladgley Emilio is I'm Laugh Alone And Jesse is J.C.P. Glake Weber with two B's And I will now release our audience Bye-bye.